Hello, and welcome to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to help you grow in your knowledge of biblical doctrine and theology. My name is Yeshua, and I'm your host. Let's begin today's episode. Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Reformed Podcast. We're continuing our series on the five points of Calvinism. So this is the third episode in a five-part series. And so today we're going to be looking at the doctrine of limited atonement. So, what is limited atonement? It's the biblical doctrine that Christ died specifically and only for believers, those whom the Father has chosen to save. Now, this doctrine is also known as definite atonement, and that's because another emphasis is on the effectiveness of it. In other words, the atonement wasn't designed simply to make salvation possible, but it was intended to actually achieve the salvation of the elect. So the atonement is not a potential one that may or may not save anyone. Instead, it is a specific and effective atonement that actually saves those who were chosen by God. Now before we get into the biblical text and reasons for this doctrine, let's cover a few things. First, this doctrine does not mean that Christ's work on the cross wasn't enough to save everyone. If God had desired to save everyone by the sacrifice of Christ, he could have done that. Second, we have to understand that everyone limits the atonement in some way. For example, the Calvinist limits the scope of the atonement. That is, who it was intended for. Whereas the Arminian limits the effectiveness of the atonement. Meaning the atonement is a potential one that simply made salvation possible for everyone but didn't actually achieve salvation for anyone. Finally, limited atonement is not a new doctrine introduced in the New Testament, but this has always been the design of God in atonement. We see this clearly with the fact that in the Old Testament, the animal sacrifices were limited to the chosen people of God, the Israelites. Now, let's look at some scriptures that teach limited atonement, and then we'll look at the reasons why the atonement must have been limited to the elect. John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So here Christ is teaching that his death was specifically intended for the sheep, which are believers. And to further emphasize this point, Jesus said in verses 25 through 26, speaking to the Pharisees, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. So according to Christ, there are two groups of people. Those who are his sheep, and those who are not. And Christ has already established that he is going to die specifically for the sheep. And since there are people who are not his sheep, it follows that he did not die for them. So the doctrine of limited atonement is clearly taught by Christ in John chapter 10. Next, Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So there's a few things that we can learn from this verse. 1. In the phrase, by your blood you ransomed people for God, we see that the atonement actually achieved redemption, which means it actually purchased people for God. 
So the atonement didn't provide a potential redemption, but an actual one. Two, in the very next phrase, John begins with the word from every tribe and language and people and nation, which is another way of saying out of every tribe, language, people, and nation, which means the atonement was not provided for every single individual person of these nations, but only for those who were chosen from within these nations. So again, we see scripture clearly teaching a limited atonement. And finally, I want to end by showing the nature of the atonement and why it must have been limited to the elect. First, the atonement is a propitiation, Romans 3.25, which means it is a removal of God's wrath. And so if it was for all people, then God's wrath would have been satisfied on behalf of all people, which would mean nobody would go to hell. And since the Bible clearly teaches that not everyone will be saved, the atonement must have been limited to the elect. Second, the issue of double jeopardy. If Christ was punished for the sins of everyone, and yet even those whom he suffered for can still go to hell, this would mean that God would have to punish the same sins twice, which would be injustice on God's part. Therefore, the atonement must have been limited to the elect, and it must have achieved and secured their salvation. And finally, the intercessory work of Christ as high priest is directly connected to his atonement. In other words, all whom Christ died for, he also intercedes for, which is what achieves and secures the believer's salvation. We see this clearly in John 17, which is Christ's high priestly prayer for the elect. John 17, 9, Jesus said, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. So this prayer of intercession by Christ is not for the whole world, but for those who were given to him, which means it is for believers. And it is this intercession that keeps the believer saved. Hebrews 7.25 Therefore, he is able to save completely those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. So the atonement and the intercession of Christ are directly connected. And it is this work of atonement and intercession that achieves and secures the salvation of the elect. Here's the problem. If Christ died for all, then he must also intercede for all. And since not everyone is saved, this would mean that Christ has failed as high priest. Therefore, the atonement must be limited to the elect. So in conclusion, the Bible clearly teaches and supports limited atonement, which is the biblical doctrine that Christ died specifically and only for the elect and his work on the cross was an actual atonement that achieved and secured salvation on their behalf. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to answer the call of 2 Peter 3.18, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen, and God bless.